All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield. I'm the Get Fit Guy. And in part one of this two-part special series, you're going to discover how to stop joint pain. Now, in America, to get a joint replacement of your hip has a hospital list price of $13,000, but hospital and surgical charges run about another $65,000 or more. That's why medical tourism is getting so popular. Now, I'd be lying if I professed to know the exact additional amount of money we spend each year on joint physical therapy, medications, supplements, and other treatments for joint issues, but with as many folks in the general population who I know, including active, healthy people and exercise enthusiasts and weekend warriors with joint pain, I'd wager we spend a lot of money on this stuff, but we don't need to. And today you're going to find out why these joint injuries occur in the first place. And you're also going to discover in this two-part series, three simple things that you can do about it. Now, often us fit folks and exercise enthusiasts, we tend to prioritize conditioning and we ignore activities that don't make us breathe hard or feel the burn. And mobility is probably one of the most neglected basic abilities that we find in training programs, even for high volume athletes and really fit people. And time and time again, I've taught camps and clinics and seminars during which athletes or exercise enthusiasts who can hammer like animals on a bike all day long or run for hours on end or spend every single morning in the gym, they can't do something as simple as a, say, a full squat with both arms held overhead or even a basic proper push-up with the shoulders and the core aligned. And as a result, these seemingly fit folks are predisposed to all of the disadvantages that accompany this lack of basic mobility. And that would include things like muscle tightness that creates ugly postural imbalances like your shoulders rolling forward in a hunchback pattern to create that nice skinny fat beer belly look. And one side of the body being higher or lower than the other side, like your shoulders. And that results in leg and arm like discrepancies and funny looks when you're wearing a swimsuit or tight clothing or anything else that reveals your body asymmetry. But there are also huge issues when it comes to just plain old pure joint risk. Now, there are other things, of course, too, like soft tissue, muscle, fascia, and tendon restrictions, like extremely tight IT bands on the side of your thighs, or tight and immobile rotator cuffs in your shoulders, and restricted neck and upper back muscles. These type of tight, tight muscles, as you're going to discover in a second, do a big number on your joints. 
Now, next, there's something called joint capsule restriction. What this means is each of your joints are surrounded by a fibrous tissue sac called a joint capsule. And this capsule surrounds your joint. It's filled with a fluid called synovial fluid that lubricates your tissues and the spaces within this capsule. When the capsule is immobile, fluid builds up in the joint and your tissues can't move properly. And that predisposes you to cartilage breakdown in that joint, along with things like meniscal tears, pains, and catches in your joint swelling, inflammation, and everything else that can't really be permanently fixed with an ice pack or ibuprofen or a trip to your favorite massage therapist. Now, there are also muscular restrictions and faulty move patterns that affect your joints because it's not just your joints that get restricted. Your muscles themselves are comprised of fiber and surrounded by a spider web-ish sheath called fascia. And immobility in soft tissue can cause some serious movement deficits, including shoulder blade and middle back immobility that leads to shoulder pain when, say, you're swimming or doing an overhead press, hip extension immobility that leads to lower back pain when, say, you're sitting or riding a bike, and hip flexor immobility that leads to things like calf pain and inner thigh pain if, say, you're, you're running or walking. Now, yes, that means that you can address some of these issues with just simple stretching, but there's more that you need to do, and you're going to find out what that is during these episodes that you're listening to. And then finally, there's overworking of the muscles. See, when a joint is immobile, the joint above or below that immobile joint is forced to take up the slack or significantly assist with the motion that joint's not really suited for. So just picture the common scenario of, say, like, a runner's knee doing weird sideways movements as a runner runs instead of hinging forwards and backwards like it's supposed to. And that happens because the runner's hip is stuck in constant external rotation, and so the knee has to take over and do a lot of the hinging, or perhaps in some cases the low back. And that places undue and unnatural strain on these areas. Now, of course, an unsuspecting person might just try fixing the knee without ever actually rescuing the hip or or the low back. So you have to look upstream and downstream with some of these joint issues. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguy for up to one month for free. Now, let's take a quick look at how these type of issues could manifest in a joint actually falling apart or becoming painful with age, or vice versa, how a bad joint could manifest itself in these issues. So here's the deal. You have three types of joints, synovial, 
cartilaginous, and fibrous. Synovial joints are the most common type, and they're held together by ligaments. They have cartilage covering what's called an articular surface, which is at the ends of both the bones and where the movement actually occurs in the joint. Synovial joints contain a fluid called synovial fluid, which provides lubrication between these two bone ends. As a result, synovial joints allow a great deal of movement, but can also be more susceptible to injury. Now next, there's cartilaginous joints, and these are also held together by ligaments and also have cartilage between the two bone ends. Cartilaginous joints, though, don't have synovial fluid, and they have more restricted movement potential because of that. Now, these joints would be in areas where stability is more important than flexibility, like your spine or your ribs. And then there's fibrous joints, which are also known as fixed joints, and these are connected by dense fibrous connective tissue with almost no movement. For example, each separate section of your skull is held together with a fibrous joint. Now, there are three ways in which any of these joints can become injured. Overstretching, compression, and overuse. Usually, it's a combination of these three factors that causes the joint to become injured. So first, there's overstretching or forcing a joint beyond its normal range of motion. That usually causes a ligament injury and injury to the cartilage. This would be falling on an outstretched arm, which would force the wrist joint beyond its normal range of motion and cause injury to the surrounding ligaments, potentially damaging the cartilage within that wrist joint. Or landing the wrong way on your leg after a jump might cause your knee to twist and bend at the same time, and that would cause damage to the ligaments and cartilage within the knee. Or overstretching a joint, which will usually cause joint swelling as the synovial membrane, remember that's the part of the joint that holds the fluid, can become inflamed, and that causes more synovial fluid to be produced. In some cases, overstretched joints can simply completely dislocate. Now, the type of things that would happen if you overstretch a joint would be, like I mentioned, meniscal tears or torn cartilage, a glenoid labrum tear in your shoulder or some other shoulder joint injury, hip joint injury like a labral tear, or shoulder, finger, or knee dislocations. Now, in addition to overstretching, there's also compression of a joint, and that usually causes cartilage damage. Compression is coupled with movement or twisting often, and that would occur in a meniscal tear, and ligaments can often become injured. If there's sufficient compression and movement within the spinal joints, then a disc can bulge or slipped discs can occur. Damage to the synovial membrane in this case also causes joint swelling and pain after that joint's compressed. And these would be issues, again, like hip joint injuries, shoulder joint injuries, and knee joint injuries that, again, don't happen from overstretching, but happen from compression. And then finally, there is a third way that a joint can break down, and that would be simple overuse. Now, this can affect all aspects of a joint, but usually it's wearing of the cartilage that's the most significant. Over time, just like a hinge becoming rusty, cartilage can become worn due to repeated stress. In addition, you lose fluid from your cartilage as you age, and that reduces the potential for cartilage to absorb shock and further increases the risk of injury. Now, as the cartilage wears, the two ends of bone can come into contact and cause damage, and as this bone tries to repair itself, small spurs of bone form, and these are called osteophytes, and this is known as osteoarthritis. So common types of joint overuse injuries would include degenerative joint disease, degenerative arthritis, osteoarthritis, neck arthritis, disc disease, and all types of issues related to cartilage breakdown.
So now that you know that even if you're exercising and staying fit, it's not going to guarantee that you'll eliminate joint pain because you have to address these issues, you now need to know how to address the issues. So stay tuned for part two because I'm going to tell you exactly what you can do and how you can avoid overstretching a joint, compressing a joint, or overusing a joint, and how you can get rid of some of those faulty movement patterns that you discovered in today's episode. So for now, begin thinking about whether you're just exercising or whether you're actually taking care of your body and taking the stress off your joints. Because trust me, when you're 60, 70, or 80 years old, you don't want to be forking over tens of thousands of dollars for joint surgery or hobbling your way off to watch your grandkids play baseball or football, right? So in the meantime, if you have questions about this particular episode, just head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy. That's facebook.com slash getfitguy and ask your questions there. I'll be happy to jump into the conversation with you. And until next time, I'm Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit.